With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Danny Pellegrino. He's the host of the incredible podcast, Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, and he's the mastermind behind all of your favorite Bravo and pop culture memes on the internet. Welcome, Danny. Hello, Megan. I'm so excited to be here. And what an intro. I feel so good about myself right now. (laughs) I'm feeling way too good about myself. So thank you. Of course. Are you kidding? Like once you were like confirmed a date, I like sent like a couple of my friends who love your show. I was like, guess who's coming on my show? And they're like, who? I'm like, Danny motherfucking Pellegrino. So I'm so excited to have you here. You're obviously a Bravo guru. So. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And we have so much to talk about. Like I literally, I'm so excited to get all of the stuff off my chest because I mean, the Bethany news, we have so much to go through. I mean, let's just start at the top. The fact that one, I have you here for Bethany's departure from Real Housewives of New York is truly like God giving me a gift that I've <laughs> so deserved. So let's just, <laughs> right. So let's just jump right into it. So Bethany Frankel this week posted on her Instagram confirming that she will not be returning to season 12 of the upcoming season of the Real Housewives of New York, RIP. RIP is right. Like it's, I mean, when that news came out, I think it was like one of the most shocking things I've ever heard. And I'm not saying that it was super surprising because I felt like I had been expecting an announcement like that for a season or two. I thought we were always kind of like, uh, any moment we could lose her. Mm -hmm. I thought after Dennis, it was kind of quick for her to come back. And I remember the beginning of last season, like they're like in the kitchen, like the Hamptons with like Bethany's like actual friends in real life and Mm -hmm. they're like crying and talking about his death as if like it was literally like three weeks ago and I'm thinking this is like a very fresh wound it seems a little Mm -hmm. early to get back on the show to like be fighting with like the girls in the Berkshires so it was interesting that this is the season that she kind of decided to be like you know what I'm out I think she felt like after the Carol season, I felt like she really was the one, the catalyst to get Carol fired. And I actually like Carol. I know a lot of people do not, but I liked Carol. But I felt like Bethany, once Carol was gone, then Bethany, you know, she had to stick around. It was like she was proud of herself for getting getting rid of Carol, I think. Which is pretty savage because she also got rid of Jill Zarin. Like, I mean, but actually, no, that was the season, season four, where the two of them were both gone, right? It was well. Uh, Jill Zarin was there on season four, so Bethany had already left, and mm. Jill Zarin was still around. But I think it was Bethany's doing. I mean, even in season four, when Bethany was gone, a lot of the arguments with the other women that Jill Zarin had was were about Bethany. Mm. And it's so interesting we're talking about this now because I just started my yearly rewatch of <laughs> Bethany Ever After. <laughs> I do it once a year, and it's truly the most chilling rewatch ever. And I have the episodes on iTunes, so they've been like scrubbed from the internet mostly. <laughs> I think there's maybe like some dark websites you could find them on, but uh, 
it is so interesting to rewatch that time. But anyway, on season four of Roni, the arguments like Ramona was saying to Jill uh, that she never was able to recover from her fight with Bethany and that kind of thing. So I do think it was Bethany that ultimately got Jill Zarin fired. And I think it was Bethany who prevented Jill Zarin from really returning. Totally. Well, I keep seeing online everyone saying like, oh, now that Bethany's gone, Jill can finally come back. I'm like, I don't think they're – it's like not apples to apples. Like you can't have one and leave the other. But supposedly Tinsley Mortimer's friend Leah McSweeney is coming on as a new housewife. And if you guys remember, she was on Married – not Married to Medicine. Um, She was on Million Dollar Match – she was on Million Dollar Matchmaker as like the millionaire because she owns this fashion company called Married to the Mob. And I remember her being very boring and I watched like a ton of YouTube videos of her this morning and she's like quite monotone and like doesn't really seem like a normal fit for Roni, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I've watched every episode of that Millionaire Matchmaker, and I do not care for the host of it, Patty Stanger. <laughs> I, I jokingly say she's my arch nemesis, but <laughs> she I watched every episode, so you know, who am I? But the uh, I don't remember any of the contestants because I was always so focused on Patty Stanger on that show. I mean, she so I don't was, even remember her. She had the most ignorant way of looking at love, and she was like, "The only way you'll find love is if you change your hair, drop forty pounds, change your entire personality, get a hobby, get a dog." Uh, it's like she was, so, she was so fucking rude. <laughs> yeah, so rude. She would not let women have curly hair. <laughs> Like, she hated redheads. <laughs> she was so uh, horrible to gaze. She would always be like, are you a top or a bottom? And it's like, get the fuck out of here, Patty Stanger. I don't ask you if you do anal. Like, <laughs> so she was awful, awful. And Coming... I watched every bit of her on television. Well, of course. That's like kind of the story of my life. I'm like, I hate these people. But yeah, of course I like give them money <laughs> anytime I possibly can. I will watch their show and I won't stop watching. I'm like, but again, I don't know what that says about me. She was, I mean, it was time for her to go when she went. But yeah, I always felt like she was saying the meanest things to people on that show and giving them what I thought was the worst advice. But I mean, coming I from a woman who's been single, like literally her whole life, it's like, uh, wait, why am I supposed to trust you with my dating life? Mm, all right. right. <laughs> and don't tell people to not curl their hair or not have curly hair. Like that's just how they are. Yeah, they can't choose it. <laughs> they can't choose it. It's like, don't ask them to straighten their hair because then eventually their hair's not going to be straight. And then who, the guy or the girl, whoever they're with is going to be like, what the fuck? Like you <laughs> tricked me. I didn't know you had curly hair. That's disgusting. <laughs> it was so terrible. There was a lot of things that I remember she would just say that were so problematic. And it was like, Patty, enough. I'm glad Bravo was like, let's cut these ties, babe. Go to bo- go to Oxygen, go- where Bravo shows go to die. <laughs> I know. I think she's yeah, lingering on Wee TV. Oh, or something oh pardon, pardon. <laughs> one of those. Yeah. She's one of those. <laughs> so Bethany also created quite a stir the other day. So after the announcement that she wasn't coming back, she tweeted, to my New York housewives, go get them. I had to go since I'm the only one that is actually married. That's how crazy this ride is. You are all amazing, beautiful, and strong. Spread your wings and fly XOXO. So obviously the inner it went crazy, assuming that her saying I'm the only one that's actually married meant she was married to her new BF, Paul, who's very cute. But no, she's still married to Jason legally. That's shocking. Megan, by the way, I just want to say that your read on her tweet was, I think, much more energy than Bethany gave it <laughs> in real life. I think she was sitting behind a computer and she's like, what, do you, what, do you, what am I saying? What am I supposed to say to these people? I got to say something. <laughs> I love the spread your wings and fly. I feel like her assistant from the other room was like, Bethany, throw a spread your wings and fly in there. And she's like, good, good, good. <laughs> 
Good call. Good call. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I can't believe, I can believe, and I can't believe that she's still technically married to Jason Hoppy, who, if you rewatch Bethany ever after, you'll see that he's the true villain of the series. Mm-hmm. He really is. Uh, but I mean, I can't believe that thing is still going on. I mean, it's heartbreaking. I mean, and awful. it's crazy. Like my cousins go to school with Brynn. Like, say what, name. Megan? Uh, Hold on. Oh, I know. So I saw Bethany at the school once and I saw <sighs> Jason and his new girlfriend and his grand and his parents. It was a whole thing. Oh my God. The parents. How are the uh, parents? Incredible. Okay. Sit like, back. obviously my great. uncle was like, Hey, like you must like, like see them at the pickup and he knows I'm such a star fucker. <laughs> He's, and I was like, Oh my God, my uncle just said hi to Jason Hobby's parents. And I'm like trying to explain this to people at work. And they're like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, Wait, what's your read on them? Did you, I thought, I always thought they were bizarre, but I know they seemed like very nice and Midwestern, but it seemed, they seemed bizarre to me. I think they're nice and Midwestern, but I think they're also like a normal family. And I think Bethany is so used to not being like loved by parents or grandparents or having like any familial ties. So like when Jason's family was like, no, we want to be here all the time. Duh, it's our son who just got married and our new granddaughter. Like, of course we want to be near them. And she's like, get the fuck away. I kind of got the vibe that they were like normal. Like they were there at like 8 a.m. to see like the kids sing like a chorus song in the fifth grade. So I thought it was very sweet. But the two of them did not even speak. They sat on separate sides of the auditorium. Obviously, like I'm trying to like enjoy the show that my cousin's in. But like in my head, like I have like one eye on Jason and one eye on Bethany the whole time. I'm like, I can't (laughs) have fun. Like I'm not even (laughs) listening to the songs. I'm just I want them to just have a glance that I could see that is like sure attention but i mean fuck your cousin we have other important (laughs) issues here i was taking like group shots of the kids but i'm like zooming in on her like as i like after the fact i was like oh my god i truly need a hobby like why am i doing this you need a like (laughs) bethany said you need to get a hobby but that's a hobby in my opinion but wait what were they singing Oh my god, it was actually really sweet. It was like a whole Beatles thing, so that's why I went to it. I wouldn't just like go to like my fifth grade cousin's like uh, you know chorus concert, but they were doing like a whole Beatles song thing. So they sang like fifteen Beatles songs, and it was so sweet. Obviously, I'm there fucking crying at like um, Blackbird. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, was Bethany crying? She's a crier. Did you catch any tears? I out didn't of her? catch a single tear. <laughs> Oddly mm. enough, <laughs> she saves those for the camera. Exactly. She She's smart. <laughs> and wait, did you think what did you what was your read on Jason? Because I feel like he's a villain. I definitely think he's a villain, but I also think he's like a daddy. Like I kind of find him very hot. Like I've seen him around the city, like walking around the financial district and walking around Tribeca, like a lot. Like he definitely wow. does not have a full time job because when I was like at yeah, lunch, because his full time job is torturing her. I mean, he's like, why would I get a job when I'm just going to rape my ex wife for every dollar she's ever made on her own? It's way easier. It's just, he's a piece of trash, though. I, I don't think he's like a good man. And the fact that he's like still dragging this out with her, like, dude, you really do need to do anything else with your time and also this is affecting your child like regardless of what you think Mm -hmm. regardless of what selfish intentions you have to get her money or more custody like this is affecting your daughter in a really serious way and you might not see it now but you know later in her life you'll see it obviously i've never been through something like that so i don't know exactly what it's like but i find that it's going on so long. At what point are you just like, okay, this just needs to end? Like, it's not healthy for anyone involved. I mean, this has been years and years and years. 
And I don't know whose decision it is to keep dragging it on or, or if it's him or or if there's just I don't custody issues. I, I don't know quite the details of it. Um, but it just seems like at a certain point we all need to cut our ties. And then what's the he's got a new girlfriend now? Yeah, I saw him at the thing. I've seen him on the street with a girl, and then I'm pretty sure he was with a woman at the concert as well. But Did she look like Bethany? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't recall. I can't. I remember I was literally leaving my old podcast studio, and I had just talked about Bethany and Jason's like hearing. Like there was like some new development, so I was like reporting on it. And so I was leaving. Front and, lines. Yeah. <laughs> and he passes by me, and I have to make a right, and he's making a left. And my guest, I didn't have her phone number, but I had her email. And she's like 40 feet in front of him. And so I'm emailing her. I was like, I know this is ridiculous, but turn around. Jason's behind you. And like three days later, she emailed me back and she's like, hey, just checked my email. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) I was like, you happen to have had this weird moment with Jason, but whatever. But I think I would love Hmm? I would love to sit down with either one of them to just get a read on all of this because I feel like it's one of those unsolved mysteries. We only get little bits and pieces of it from Roni, but like, what's the truth? I think it's probably a custody thing. I think he's probably begging for full time and he keeps throwing her under the bus. Like, I think it has to do with custody more than money because at this point, I feel like she's like, take my fucking money. Like, whatever, dude. Like, I have many ways of making money, which you do not have. So, like, whatever. <laughs> but so back in April, she bought a home in Boston, supposedly with this guy, Paul. So I'm thinking she's probably going to make the move there. Right. You know, it's so interesting we're talking about her move because I was just reading this rumor. It was obviously not true, but it was like, you know, Bethany in her announcement, she had said that Mark Burnett is doing a production deal with her Mm. or something. So they're alluding that she would be doing some other types of TV shows, in which case she would likely have to be out in L.A., And then this rumor, I don't know if it was on, it was in one of those blogs or Twitter or something. I read it. I don't know. I take all this in and I don't know where it comes from. Same. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been, truly, it might have been a dream. I don't know. (laughs) But I, but it was like Bethany could be joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Mm. which would be amazing. Like, and I think Beverly Hills needs a shakeup because they're a mess right now and the whole cast is coming back. And it's like, that would be the perfect. That would be my dream situation. Like, wouldn't you love? And I know it's not going to happen, but wouldn't it be amazing if Bethany's like, oh, surprise, I'm actually becoming a main cast member on Beverly Hills because she's good friends with Kyle mm-hmm. and she's done crossover episodes with them. That would be amazing. But it's probably just something I dreamed up. I mean, I would kind of have it, but this is actually a perfect segue, Danny. You are a true podcasting host. So obviously Lisa Vanderpump left Beverly Hills this past season, and season 10 begins to film the first week of September. And Lisa Rinna's friend Sutton Strack is supposedly tapped as the new housewife for season 10, replacing Lisa Vanderpump, which I do think replacing Lisa Vanderpump is impossible. Right. She's a party planner, a hostess, and a mother of three, and that's all the dirt I could get from her online. I'm like, come on, give me something. I need like a lawsuit, like That's something juicy. Yeah, give me something juicy. I'm shocked, like truly, Megan, shocked that they're bringing everyone back except for Camille, which I was never no. a huge Camille fan, but she was the only one who's given us anything to watch. Last season, she was the only one willing to be a little bit transparent about like the realities oh. of any of their lives, and I thought during the reunion where. I don't know if it was Kyle or Erica where they were like, we all agreed to not talk about our lawsuits. We all agreed to not talk about X, Y, and Z. It's like, well, that's the problem with this show. Whereas New York, it's like you have one dinner and 
everybody's dirty laundry is thrown out on the table, screaming, crying. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just a whole different transparency it's and our own fault though, I believe, because the ratings for Beverly Hills are really high and good and they're like better than uh they're better than New York, Orange County, like the Beverly Hills ratings. Unwanted family guests are like fish. They start to stink after three days. So what's the best mattress for them this holiday season? Definitely not a nectar. Then they'll never leave. Flip those fish your old mattress and put your human body on a nectar. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. A fresher deal than your mackerelly mother-in-law, right? Go to Nectarsleep.com today. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. (laughs) After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. (laughs) This will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that Uh, somehow shockingly are still really high and so that's of course why they haven't made any changes but it's like the true bravo fans like those of us that watch it and like treat it like a sport (laughs) i think we know that beverly hills has been bad for a couple seasons now but until the ratings start to dip a little bit more i think they're just gonna keep keep it how it's going. And I do have this theory that Beverly Hills is like background noise. So it's like an easy <laughs> franchise for people to just watch and have it on in the background. Totally. Whereas New York moves so quickly, it's not something that my mother can watch while she's cooking dinner. <laughs> totally. You know? And I think so, like, at least with Beverly Hills, like this past season, like, you know, when Andy Cohen's on Twitter being like, it's going to be the best season ever. So juicy. And like, it really isn't. And I feel like when he needs to bring in the big guns and try to like endorse a show us as viewers like we're waiting we're like all right here we are tuesday night whatever like i'm waiting for something good i'm waiting for something good and so i feel like this show was a lot of like edging this past season where it was Uh like is something gonna happen nope is something gonna happen nope you know so it was kind of this like waiting for nothing I thought the premiere of last season was so, so good. And it made me think, oh, we have a lot here. Like there was a good stuff. And then it just never went. It was like so static. And then it was like Lisa wasn't in the cast. She obviously had quit or decided she was going to be done halfway through. 
but then it was like production didn't pivot. So it's mm-hmm. like they if they knew that she was done, then they need to pivot away from that storyline because it was like, okay, we're still having a storyline with Lisa, but she's not filming anything or she's not filming with the other cast members. What? So it was just like confusing to me how they produced it. I thought it was really weird that last scene of like the last episode where they were like in Kyle's backyard and they were all just like sitting around this table like six months later and like all talking <laughs> shit about Lisa Vanderpump. I'm like, this is even bad producing from a producer standpoint. Like, why would you think that this is how the season should be tied and end? Like, it just, it seems yeah. like a really messy season. And I don't think they knew what to do once Lisa Vanderpump was like, fuck all these women. I'm not filming with them. I don't care. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't they didn't adjust or something like that. The only thing is, is like I know these producers and editors, like they're working. Maybe there was something that happened behind the scenes. Like that's all I I kept thinking about. Like, are we missing like we must be missing something? Like there totally. must be a reason why they're producing the show this way. Because it doesn't make any sense. And it seems like on any other franchise they would have pivoted and and done something else. But it, I don't know. So that's the not to stick up for all of them but I'm like there had to have been something right totally I don't know but maybe there wasn't maybe it was just a fucked up season I mean and also and also (laughs) there were two other seasons before that that were (laughs) fucked up so it's like maybe they're just not doing great I feel like they've lost a little bit of their magic but I guess I think that comes from just like the blatant lying to viewers like I mean this leads us perfectly into Dorit and PK's house being robbed back in um, wait, when was this robbery? <laughs> I have there all those, there were, it's okay. There's all these robberies. I mean, all of the, these women were getting robbed. Remember at the beginning of the season where Erica, I think was sitting down with Dorit mm-hmm. they, they were all like, we all got robbed. But it's crazy. Like Kyle's robbery was like an actual thing where she was like, oh my God, I lost everything. Dorit like said it like over like one lunch. She was like, I got robbed. And the moment I saw that, I was like, my girl, this was some insurance fraud or something. Like you and PK cooked up this whole little sp- or something because when you're robbed you're pretty shaken up someone was in your home you have children like that is a real breach of security and like trust of your own home so supposedly the guys who uh robbed her home named jason and jason and benjamin these two real estate brokers in beverly hills pulled this amazing little stunt so these two realtors would go to other people's open houses you know check out the whole entire place and then plan robberies around those homes which is kind of genius in like a scammer kind of way <laughs> right right i mean yeah it's a definite scam but i, I mean these, sort of smart <laughs> i know i'm like taking notes um these no, two no, guys no, but it's awful but it's yeah these two guys can potentially go to jail for 31 years which is crazy they also stole from like jason derulo and adam lambert so <laughs> dorit was amongst us uh, some stars <laughs> <laughs> Shoot for the moon and you'll land amongst the stars. I don't. <laughs> I think. Um, I, yeah, I, but see all that stuff. It's like, why aren't we seeing that on the show? Yeah. Even the robbery last season. It was like that was a quick little storyline. It seemed like I know we did see Kyle like going to re-replicate her jewelry or something. Okay. I don't know, but like, show me more of. I don't know. All the lawsuit stuff. Where is all that stuff? <laughs> right. Speaking of lawsuits, Lisa Vanderpump this week. This week oh of news God. has been all over the place. Bethany leaving and now Lisa Vanderpump's sir causing a woman to have such violent diarrhea and vomiting that she had to 
put a, like make a lawsuit out of it. So supposedly in uh, August of 2017, a family was vacationing in Los Angeles and dined at Sir. Supposedly this woman was eating a white fish covered with an orange cream sauce along with broccoli and potatoes. One hour into the meal, her head suddenly whipped back, causing her, t- her body to move backwards as well. Blah, blah, blah. She then came forward with her head full of vomit and then was just shitting her pants in the middle of the restaurant and vomiting everywhere. Obviously, Sir is like, this didn't happen. Like, we would have seen this. Like- right. It's like a bizarre story. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that these facts are real, but they're amazing and hilarious. <laughs> and I don't believe that. I mean, that sounds like the scene from The Exorcist or something. It was like, <laughs> right? that I don't believe that that could happen no matter what. If you, you could eat a raw piece of chicken and I don't think that would happen. Like, I could go to my kitchen and eat a fully raw, uncooked for any amount of time piece of chicken, just stuff it in my throat. And I don't think that would happen. <laughs> agree so natalie who's whose body works this way i mean evidently this girl vacationing with the whole fam at going to sir also i feel like people need to know you do not go to sir villa blanca tom tom for the food you go for the drinks and the people watching do not dine there there are many good restaurants in west hollywood I this is a controversial opinion, but I blame Uh-oh. that woman. Why would you order a fish with cream <laughs> sauce at a restaurant, a sexy, unique restaurant? That's not something you eat there. I think you stick to the goat cheese balls, and that's all mm-hmm. you do. I completely agree. A miscellaneous orange cream sauce. I just no. feel like that doesn't nope. bode well. Like it doesn't Absolutely work. Absolutely not. You just do not do that. I will say, though, like, I think the food at Tom Tom is good. Like, I think uh, they yeah. actually have good food. When I went, I had those little cauliflower bites, and those were all good. Yeah, they're amazing. Those are really good. <laughs> um, but the food – and I actually always thought the food at Sir was way better than Pump. Like I've had not good food at all at Pump, and it's like very overpriced. But I, I of course, would never order some sort of fish with orange cream sauce. <laughs> I mean, I'm smarter than that. It's like, what was she thinking? <laughs> no. And also, why is that even on the fucking menu? Why <sighs> is there a fish with orange cream sauce on the menu at Sir? Who's making that menu? Well, Lisa Vanderpump has like British palate vibes. Like, I feel like she doesn't understand. Like, no, like we don't need to eat a white fish with an orange cream sauce. Like, just make like a a, a classic. You know, I don't know. A Caesar salad. Yeah. Just give me a chicken Caesar or. <laughs> I don't know. That's about it. That's Stick all I want. Stick to what you know. <laughs> a chicken sandwich, a chicken Caesar. That's <laughs> all you should serve me at a, one of those locales. God. Also, who was the one who was like, didn't it say one of the waiters like threw water on the person or something? It's like, <laughs> I could just picture Raquel just throwing right. water. And then Brittany's in the back like, what are we going to do, y'all? <laughs> She's going to drown in all that water. Don't She's make her drown. drown. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to drown. Ugh. <laughs> So Natalie, the owner, who's also Guillermo's Guillermo's wife, which I'm sorry, Natalie, you're not Diana. It must suck to be Natalie because she's like, once Chris and Dodie gave suck a dick Diana, like to Diana, like she like rose to the tops of like mm-hmm. the sir hierarchy. And then Natalie is just like, actually, I still work here and no one's told me to suck a dick. Um, and now I have to make comments about people having violent diarrhea in my restaurant. So yeah, that's what she signed up for. <laughs> she made a comment saying, sir has been in business for 15 years, serves over 150,000 patrons a year. We have maintained an A rating in the health department. One would think we would have heard about this quote-unquote incident that uh, allegedly occurred in 2017. 
2017, and if someone had vomited and defecated on the floor, it would have been immediately reported to the health department. It would have been on our cameras or others. So I need to know, is this shitter lying or telling the truth? I think they're lying, but I love every second of the lie. I mean, I think it's wonderful. This was a really good thing. Like, I work for New York Magazine, so it's like Vulture and The Cut and like all of those articles, all of those uh, brands that like report on this stuff. And the other day I was on The Cut and it was like, Lisa Vanderpump's Sir Restaurant causes explosive diarrhea. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I'm so proud of where I work. <laughs> like, this You know is- what? Well, that's the kind of news we need these exactly. days. Everything's so dark. And sometimes we just need a story like that to bring us back to life <laughs> and to give us a little bit of a reprieve from everything else that's going on in the world and recharge us, refuel us. <laughs> and that certainly did. It brought like so much serotonin to my body <laughs> that day when I read that. It was like, oh, I felt like more alive than I had in a couple weeks. <laughs> I completely agree. Well, getting to our last story of the night, Real Housewives of OC star Gina Kirschneider and former husband Matt Kirschneider are officially divorced. Their whole settlement was figured out in court this past week. He will be giving her 10K a month which not bad for the three kids to live. She's allowed to keep her jewelry, clothes, and her car. (laughs) And he, whatever, keeps all his personal belongings and the car too. And now they are supposedly done. He still is under a restraining order (laughs) for her and the kids after he supposedly um, was accused of domestic violence a couple months ago. So I'm glad for Gina. This past episode of OC, we saw that she was just like, fuck it, he cheated on me. I'm like, so glad she finally yeah. said it. Let it out. She needed to let it out. It's like I always say that stuff eats away at you. And if you don't let it out, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. So I'm happy she finally let it out. But it's hard to judge her situation because it's like if we just watch what's on the show, we're seeing a different we're seeing different things. Like it was just finally this week that we learned that he was cheating. But in real life, and if you read the the news and everything like that, we see that there's other things going on like the domestic abuse and mm-hmm. that stuff is so heavy and sad and, and, and all of that. So it's, I, I don't know where I'm going with this exactly, but it's <laughs> like, there's two different kind of things going on. What we see on the show, which yeah. is also by the way, very dark because mm-hmm. there's just clothes on the floor everywhere. And she Oof. seems like she's going through it. Yeah, I mean, anytime you go, like, completely platinum blonde and your roots are still showing, like, very brown, I'm like, oh, my God, there's such an – there's so many issues happening in the home. Like, what's going on? But she – And the cracked iPhone screen. Oh. I mean, that's that's it. <laughs> that's the smoking gun is the yeah. cracked iPhone screen because how many – I know tons of people, and when they have a cracked iPhone screen, that means they're going through it. <laughs> I have been there, and it's like, you know, it's like there's only $100 that changes that situation, like going to like a janky little <laughs> phone shop to get a new screen. But it's like, no, I cannot even bring myself to do that, which – Yeah, and, and there's something dark about it. It's like you know that it'll get cracked again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's like, like why bother? Not going to fix it it'll get <laughs> cracked again. <laughs> I'm just and glad. That's what it is. I'm glad she's not protecting him anymore because he's clearly a piece of shit and he was cheating on her then. And she's like, I don't know if they were still together after he told me. I'm like, babe, of course they were still together. If they're together to this day, they never stop seeing each other. Like, that's the unfortunate truth. But I'm glad she's addressing it. I just want so much it. more for these Orange County women. It's like the men there just <sighs> seem like the worst. If you just judge the men in Orange County based off the show – 
I'm not saying all the men there are terrible, but based off the show, they all are. I <laughs> yeah. mean, every single one of them, I look and I think, oh, really? Like, that's what they have to offer there? Even that Shane, oh. Emily's husband, Shane, he seems like he's just so awful to her. And then, you know, Tamara's son and, mm. and Brooks. And I mean, you could go down the line. Slade, every single man on that franchise is just the worst human. Yeah, I think after seeing this week of OC where Emily was like, yeah, Shane has a hotel booked for all next week and all the week after. I'm like, you know, men and people study for the bar exam and still live fulfilled lives with their families and like people study for the bar while having a full nine to five job, like until they get like until they pass the bar. Like, you know, so it pissed me off where I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, this poor woman like cannot see that. Her husband, like, is so completely uninterested in her and the family, and it just breaks my heart. And I think by next season, I think they're going to yeah. probably end up splitting up, which is I mean, even, but even Gina in that moment was like, oh, really, girl? Like, Gina, who's going through it, was, like, judging Emily's <laughs> situation, like, really, girl? Like, well, you need to get out of here. <laughs> I like that Gina at one point was like, um, sit down because my story's a lot more serious than mm-hmm. yours. I was like, girl, chill. Like, you both are you know, in terrible situations. Like, you really can't compare. <laughs> it feels like those two are on just a different show, though. And I know yeah. that Bravo probably didn't want to fire them after last season, but it's like, what are we, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> it feels so disjointed. I completely agree. Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people follow you and listen to your amazing podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. You can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And my show is called Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino. And I do Housewives. I recap Housewives. And then I also occasionally have random episodes where I interview celebrities and talk about other pop culture stuff. Uh, but it's also mostly, mostly Bravo. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 